Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. The Braves Radio Network channel on the Podcast Park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Atlanta's best Braves insider, the host of the Braves pregame show, and our go-to source for everything happening in the clubhouse. There's a strike. A frozen rope to center. Beautiful Peggy Gattle. Are you kidding me? This is the Frozen Rope Report with Kevin McAlpin. It's the start of a new week, and we are glad to have you with us for another edition of the Frozen Rope Report right here on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. As always, I'm your buddy Kevin McAlpin, back from Orlando. Yeah, that's right. Took the family down to see the mouse last week. Had a lot of flashbacks of all the uh, spring trainings we spent there at uh, ESPN's Wide World of Sports, but it was a great winter break. Hopefully those of you who uh, got out of town with the family uh, had some good quality time and now back to work, back to school, and back to baseball talk as spring training rolls on. Braves have two Grapefruit League games in their back pocket, a win on Saturday, a loss yesterday, and we'll talk about some of the storylines coming out of Northport here in just a few moments. Later on, we're going to hear from a guy who certainly has to be excited about what the Braves did this offseason. That's pitching coach Rick Kranitz, who sat down with Cellini and Domino as they were broadcasting live from spring training last week. We will hear from the Braves pitching coach about the plans for the rotation moving forward. A new pitch from Spencer Strider, that plus a whole lot more as we go throughout the course of our show. And as always, we will pay homage to this date in baseball history, brought to you by our friends at Homage Vintage Sports Apparel. Check them out online today, homage.com, H-O-M-A-G-E.com. If you missed my tweet or my X or whatever you want to call it earlier this morning, If you are a child of the 90s like I am, you grew up and you had to have a starter jacket, right? We all did. We all wanted them. We didn't care what team it was. You just wanted to have a starter jacket. Well, Homage has brought back the starter satin jackets. That's right. For a limited time, they are now available online. Homage.com. You can click the link on my social media account at Kevin McAlpin. You can get your Braves satin jacket. But I'm telling you, folks, you better hurry. These are not going to be around very long. I know spring and summer weather is coming up right around the corner, but you're going to want that satin jacket for the playoffs. You're going to want it for the division series. You're going to want it for the LCS, and you're certainly going to want to wear it when the Braves win the World Series coming up this fall, and who knows? There might be some cool nights coming up here at the ballpark in the first month or month and a half of the season. Check it out. My uh, my link, you can click the link right there at Kevin McAlpin. I'll also put it on the podcast uh, when we put it up as well later on today. Make sure you get that satin jacket. They got all the satin is still available, but you better hurry. These are for a limited 
time only. Also want to thank the fine folks at DTFootwear.com. Uh, Ron, Ryan, their entire staff, they have the perfect shoe for you. Now, maybe you're gearing up for the spring Alta Tennis uh, League, or maybe you're uh, looking to just get something a little more comfortable, wide width, larger sizes, you name it. They've got the greatest and latest styles online today, DTFootwear.com. Stay tuned. I'll tell you how you can score some free shipping coming up in just a little while. But Braves baseball, yeah, it's back on your radio. How great was it to hear Ben Ingram and Joe Simpson over the weekend? I got to tell you, I have worked for the Braves radio network. This is now my 13th season that I have been part of the Braves radio network and folks that I have worked with in the past. Uh, it's not quite the excitement of opening day, but when you do see the team back in uniform, you had a flyover yesterday in Northport. Uh, Braves didn't lose their home opener, but again, spring training games, let's be honest, it does not matter if you win or lose. It's about individual results. And boy, the Braves kicked things off with a bang on Saturday. First pitch of the spring session. Money Mike Harris hits it out of the ballpark for a home run. He had a couple of knocks the other day. That was great to see him get off on the right foot. But boy, oh boy, the story of the spring so far has been Spencer Strider. Did you hear about this, folks? We know Spencer is one of the toughest customers in baseball. He's one of the toughest pitchers to hit against. And now he's going to throw a curveball? Are you kidding me? He's breaking out a breaking ball, another breaking ball. I mean, this guy, you want to talk about, uh, you know, a favorite. If, you want, if you're in Vegas and you're putting money on a Cy Young contender, uh, I don't know what the odds are for Spencer Strider, but if he, if he breaks out a curveball and it's un, uh, as unhittable as it looked the other day with two scoreless innings, he allowed one hit, walked one, and struck out four, but broke out the big breaking ball? Are you kidding me? I don't know how anybody's ever going to get a hit against this guy this season. So maybe just maybe you're looking for a little uh, vested interest for the season and you want to talk about maybe uh, a value play and an under the radar one at that early on uh, I, I would look at Spencer Strider uh, as uh, potentially being a guy that could be a, a real real threat to win a Cy Young here this year now speaking of Cy Youngs I know some folks were uh, on social media the other day wondering well, well wait a minute why is Spencer starting the first Grapefruit League game I thought Max Fried was our ace and there's some talk is Strider the ace what about Fried? look let me just put this out there right now. Spring training rotation, don't read anything into it, okay? Don't read anything into the fact that Spencer started game one and Bryce Elder started game two. It really means nothing. Matter of fact, what it means is the Braves, along with 29 other teams, have already gone to opening day on the calendar. And they start working their way backwards. And they start aligning their pitching with how they wanted to line up when the regular season rolls around. So trust me when I tell you that the regular season rotation has no indication on how things will work uh, starting out in spring training. Also, don't read a whole lot into starting lineups either. I know Michael Harris led off the other day. Uh, David Fletcher hit second. Marcel was playing first base, batting third. Now, I will say this about Marcel. I do think it's interesting that late last year, he started taking some reps over there at first base uh, just, just to give him a little bit more versatility. Uh, look, the Braves don't have a backup plan at first base, and most teams don't have a backup plan if you were to lose your first baseman for a day or a week or a couple of weeks. Uh, I think Marcel is really just trying to create uh, an insurance program, an insurance policy for the Braves uh, if they needed some help, if something was to happen to Matt Olson, and of course we hope that's not the case, but they could you know, know that they would have a competent backup there if they did need it. So uh, again, spring training results really don't matter. Lineups don't mean a whole lot. Now, that being said, today, uh, the lineup for this afternoon's ball game uh, against the uh, uh, the uh, Baltimore Orioles in Northport, 
I think very well could be your opening day lineup. You got Ronald Acuna leading off and right. Ozzy Albies batting second. Austin Riley third at third. And Matt Olson in the cleanup spot at first. Marcel will DH bat fifth. Michael Harris the second hitting sixth today, uh, followed by Travis Darno catching. That could be interchangeable with Sean Murphy. Uh, Jared Kelnick hitting eighth and Orlando Arcia at shortstop batting ninth. Now, the only thing that I would say is maybe, just maybe, once you get to the regular season, what about thinking about hitting Jared Kelnick ninth? Uh, We know that Michael Harris has talked about the comfort and the protection you get having Ronald hit behind you. And look, I don't think the Braves are going to put a whole lot of pressure or expectations on the shoulders of Jared Kelnick. They want him to just go out there and, and be himself. And I think in a lineup like this, when you have the firepower, 307 homers a year ago, you're not going to be asking him to do a whole lot offensively. What I need Jared Kelnick to do is play good left field. I need him to be a really solid left fielder for me. And if he hits me 15, 20, maybe 20-plus bombs this year, well, that would be icing on the cake, wouldn't it? I mean, look, you're not asking him to be a world beater. And at 24 years old, let's be honest, he's probably not a finished product yet. First-round pick, a lot of hype, a lot of expectations with the Mets. Then he got traded in the deal that sent Edwin Diaz from Seattle over to, uh, to New York. Now here he is already on his third organization, but again, still just 24 years old. And if there's an organization that I would bank on trying to be able to figure out a way for a guy uh, to take the next step, look at the track record the Braves have from a number of different guys. So I'm excited for Jared Kelnick. I do think there could be some tweaking, but it, it feels like with a lineup with Orlando RC and Jared Kelnick in it, I think Money, Mike's Harris, Money, Money Mike Harris's days of, of batting ninth for you they very well may be over. And again, with the production you're getting out of him, I know folks even last year were saying, well, why not move him up in the order? You may get that here this year. So we'll see how it all plays out. And again, if you were looking for Braves baseball, you can get it on the 680 The Fan mobile app. Every pitch, all spring training long. Braves and Orioles today. Max Freed on the mound for the Braves. Looking forward to seeing where he is at this point in spring. Probably two innings, maybe sneak him into a third, but I think two is probably the cap for Max here today. Uh, And again, if you want to listen to Braves baseball, 680 The Fan mobile app is the place you can do it, along with MLB.com. You'll get Ben Ingram and Joe Simpson on the call live from Cool Today Park. Hey, speaking of Cool Today Park, can you believe it's spring training number five already for the Braves? And I know COVID kind of... throws a little bit of a, a time warp into uh, how long it feels like the Braves have actually been there. Uh, but ultimately, it's hard to believe. Time is flying on by. And like I said, being down in uh, in Disney World last week, I certainly saw those signs for ESPN's Wide World of Sports. I got all kinds of flashbacks for all the days and the long days we spent there at the complex. Uh, but uh, obviously, things a lot better off for the Braves from a travel standpoint, from a uh, facility standpoint, from a accessibility standpoint uh it's just such a better experience and if you're going down to spring training uh you want to find a podcast i did a few weeks ago i told you everything you need to know i told you everywhere you need to eat i told you everything and anything uh that you could have question wise when it came to northport and venice beach area where you need to go check out and you can find that podcast right here uh on the uh, braves radio network as well all right when we return we're gonna hear from rick kranitz obviously cranny's got to be very excited about the bullpen he gets to work with this year and the starting rotation boosted with Chris Sale. We'll hear from Rick Kranitz as we continue on a Monday morning. It's the Frozen Rope Report, and we're glad to have you with us on the Braves Radio Network. Follow the Podcast Park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Podcast Park. 
Hey folks, K-Mac here, and if you're struggling to find shoes that fit right, well, I got some great news for you. Head over to dtfootwear.com. It's your go-to for wide-width shoes. With sizes from narrow all the way up to 14E for both men and women, DT Footwear ensures a comfortable fit for every foot, which is especially beneficial for those with foot conditions like plantar fasciitis. Plus, their shoes come with up to three free inserts for unmatched comfort. Check out this quick highlight from a satisfied customer. Lisa says, after chatting with Ron about my father's needs, I ordered three pairs of shoes. Their customer service and expertise were impressive. And speaking from experience, I can tell you Ron, Ryan, their entire crew at DT Footwear, they're going to take very, very good care of you. How good? Well, listen to this. How about free shipping and $15 off your first order using the code FROZEN, like as in the Frozen Rope Report, the show you're listening to right now. $15 off your first order you're going to get free shipping as well so step up to the plate at dtfootwear.com where comfort meets quality get your discount and let your feet enjoy the game as much as you do that's dtfootwear.com and feel the difference today follow the podcast bark on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows find us on twitter instagram and facebook at the podcast Park. We continue with you on a Monday morning. Glad to have you with us as we are closer and closer to the start of the 2024 regular season. A month and two days. That's right. March the 28th. Braves in Philadelphia taking on the Phillies, a three-game series before they head to the south side of Chicago to kick off the first road trip of the regular season. Braves will return home and kick off the home portion of their schedule a week later. Looking forward to it. And, of course, we'll have you covered uh, with every pitch of Braves spring training baseball all the way up to opening day on the 28th. Then, of course, on Friday, February, uh, Friday, uh, April the 5th, that'll be the home opener for the Braves taking on the National League champion. Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, what will the rotation look like? How about the pen? Ronaldo Lopez, is he a starter or reliever? These are all questions that will be answered throughout the duration of spring training, and one guy who will certainly have a big role in that is the pitching coach, Rick Kranitz, who late last week had a chance to sit down with Nick and Chris, and here's that conversation as he talks all things pitching, getting ready for the 2024 season. Rick Kranitz is here with us. Thank you for joining us, and we were talking about you uh, yesterday a little bit. You're very demonstrative but you're demonstrative in a very positive way, getting the best out of these guys. Well, I hope so. You know, I mean, I, I, I think that all the years that I've done this, I've figured out some things that I've done wrong over the years and things that, that I think work. And, and one thing that does work is being positive and giving positive feedback and really letting them know that what they're doing right more than what they're doing wrong. I think everybody in the ballpark kind of sees what's going on and what they're doing wrong, but my job is to... Let them know what they're doing right, and 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 hopefully get get them in that direction. I don't I don't think it, it's it's not rocket science for me to. I don't think it, I don't think the it, it takes a lot. You know, I think I think it's simple adjustments to to make things go. Are you a lot like Kevin Seitzer in a sense that I've had a lot of hitters tell me you come in. The good thing is he he wants to look at me first. We'll have a conversation, but he wants to see me do. I work. He wants to see me take swings before they start talking about hitting. Is it the same with a pitcher when somebody comes over? Yeah, there's no question. I don't. I don't know. I can't, I have nothing to say to anybody that I haven't seen throw yet. I mean, I'd be doing him a disservice. You know, I think we need to. I think we need to see him get out there and compete. You know, and and see how it all works because it's it's all it's the same package, right? I mean, it's it's all. 
we we have to have it all. We can't just you know look at it, look at the analytics and say this is what you need to do. We can't just you know look at video and say this is what you should do. Right? You got to see it live. You got to be able to talk to him. You got to see the emotions into it. You know, and the one thing about the difference between Kevin and me is I'm I'm thinner than him. <laughs> Shots have been fired. Hold on, let me mark the tape. (laughs) Do that. Rick Granitz is here with us. So we've been watching live uh, BP all week long. We saw Bryce Elder earlier in the week. In retrospect, was it as simple as him hitting a wall last year, or is it a little bit more complicated than that? Well, I think that uh, as a first-year major league pitcher, I I think the accomplishment and what he did for sure, I mean, obviously, you know, how well he pitched um, was unbelievable. But for me, when you look at a major league pitcher, successful major league pitchers, the once you if you make it through a full year, and I told I told him this today, that's a huge accomplishment, because now when you start to go through some of the same issues or whatever it, whatever it is, right, the adjustments they become a little bit easier for you because you've been through it before, and uh, a lot of these guys are you know that they've never been there before and and pitched logged this many quality innings in the major leagues, they're going like, wow, man, when's this when's it gonna, when's it over, right? I mean. Sometimes, uh, you know, you feel like you're underwater a little bit. So it's about making adjustments. So I feel like he's just, you know, he had a heck of a year last year for us. What percentage of conversations with pitchers are about technical and what percentage is about mental? Is about how do we get you ready for the next one? Can you give me a... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't like bogging guys down. I don't like putting too much in their minds. It takes me, you know, when, when there's a, when there's something that needs to be done technically, it takes me a while. Meaning, I have to think about it, right? I don't. I my, my I'm not into talking to pitchers and telling them the wrong thing or telling them something that doesn't work. I, I really have to be all in on it, and make sure it really works. I work quite a bit on the mental side of it and, and making sure they're okay uh, because in this game, it can be relentless, right? You can do everything right, make all the best pitches, and, and, get, and get a bad result. So a lot of a lot of my stuff is is through that, you know, dealing with that and, and talking guys uh, through a lot of things. And um, and if there does need to be a minor change in their delivery or whatever, I try to make it as seamless as possible. Don't try to get too technical with them. I mean, you know, these guys are the best at the world at what they do. And and I think that what I've learned over the years is if I make it simple, I think it works. At least it's worked for me. So it's hard to make a headline in spring training, but all of a sudden Spencer Strider throws a curveball. And everybody goes, what? Did you know? Or how does it actually work? When Do you talk to him during the offseason and he says something, hey, I'm working on this? I pretty much leave him alone during the offseason. That's their time. You know, but, uh, yeah, he came into camp and he says, this is, this is what I want to do. And, um, okay, we'll take a look at it and see, right? I mean... Um, we'll see how it works. He's gonna, you know, we'll progress with it and see where it's at. Whether it's however we use it, we use it. But you know, like it's hard to say right now because he hasn't thrown it in a game. And maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know. But but the idea of it alone, you know, if you if you use it as a show, yeah. just hear it once in a while. That's uh, this thing could become big. We'll see. And the games do start tomorrow. You can hear all the games uh, right here on the fan and the fan app. Rick Kranitz is with us, Braves pitching coach. I know that Alex talked about the power arms now in the bullpen. How does that change what you do on a day-to-day basis? Well, I think when it, I look at all the guys that we have, uh, the quality that we have, you know, we don't have to just rely on you know, one or two guys to get it done in the seventh and eighth innings, right? I mean, we can mix and match, which I believe that will end up 
helping everybody stay healthy. Uh, that is that's that's big for us. You know, I, I, I remember maybe it was two years ago. I, I, I think we did a study where Minter was the eighth inning guy and, and he took down all the big right handed hitters. I mean, it was it was crazy how many how many big right handed hitters he had to get out. You know, and he shouldn't have to do that on a daily basis. Right. We should be able to have other guys that we can, you know, pass the ball to. Um so I, I, that's what this is going to afford us. I think that we're going to be able to match up certain things and, and keep everybody fresh. Do you like the three batter minimum? What, what happens when you hear that's coming into play in baseball? I mean, it doesn't bother me because I think that uh, the way I look at it is we have to get relievers against both sides out. I, I, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like I'm okay with it. Um, so if... if uh, we, but you know, as far as like when we bring somebody in, I think at some you know it takes a little more thought for sure, right? But um, but that's okay, you know. I, I think all of our guys that I that, that are on our, our club, they they all can get the opposite hand out, or, or at least the le- you know some of the left handers we have get the right handers out. And there's only one way for me. I love this about Snit is like he sits there and and he'll say, well. We're going to give him the opportunity because he's going to be better for it next time, right? There's only one thing you can do with guys, and that's give them an opportunity to succeed when a lot of other teams or they take you out or they don't let the starter touch the seventh inning because he's, he's, he's at 100 um, or whatever. It's the third time through. That's not what his belief is, and, and you know, he's smart about it, so... You know he understands it real well, the psyche of it, and and he does such a marvelous job of of you know getting it done. If you were going to guess, how many times have you been in a room where a six man rotation was talked about? I mean, six man, four man, you know, forever. It was you know, fifteen years ago, it was like let's go to a four man, right? And then everybody broke, and then it was like yeah, six man, it's all good, but. It, I think at certain times, yes. I think I think what we have to be is smart and use common sense. So when a guy's guy's out there and we know that he's had a tough day, um, in the back of my mind, as I'm looking forward, it's like, do we skip a bullpen? Is it time to maybe have somebody slide in or bring somebody up from AAA to give them the extra day? Um, and on the other hand, as we're as we're going through the game, and we know we have an off day coming up, and 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 we know the pitcher has the extra day, maybe we let him, you know, go Figure a little bit further, yeah. or go a little bit further, knowing he's got an extra day. All that comes into play, right? So when I don't, I don't you know, a lot of people they don't understand it, but there's always a reason for why things things happen, and generally, it's for the health of the player. Rick Kranitz is here with us. I want to go back to something you said a couple of questions ago because it's interesting. We get caught up in why did they use him here? Why didn't they use the other guy? Well, you said it. You're trying to build up confidence in guys, and you're also trying to find out maybe if a guy's he's never been in this situation before, what's he going to do? No question. So, like I, like I said earlier, this game is very hard, right? You can do everything right, get a bad result. And that can go on for a little while. So sometimes, you know, you're, you're, when you when you got a guy that he's going through, he's getting into the fifth inning as a starter, sometimes you just want to get him out with a good feeling because 
You don't want that to go happen again, right? Get the good feeling because I really believe that one pitch, one good pitch leads to another, right? One good inning leads to another, right? So you have to build on that. Whereas if you just keep them going just to do it, it's just, it seems like it's, it's, it's insane. It's maddening. Real quick on the six-man rotation, though, you're changing routine. And sometimes if you have top-end guys who don't want their routine changed, is that also part of the I, I don't, I don't, I don't like a six-man rotation. Okay. I don't like that. I, I think that we – no, I don't I, – because with the off days, you're really getting messed up because there's seven days. You're getting two extra days. Mm-hmm. I think the, the smart thing about having – going into it is knowing your people and knowing when – they need the extra day to add that one other starter um, to base, give them the extra day. Did baseball need a 26-man roster? Was it finally the point? Because it was 25 forever. I thought 26 is a better number. It's always, or at least it seems like it's going to be a pitcher. Was that a good idea by baseball, to expand the roster by one? I think so. Um, but, you know, just having 13 pitchers and 13 position players, to me, uh-huh. I think we should be able to decide which who who that's going to be. Agreed. Whether it's going to be a pitcher or a hitter, but it's made that's made for us. That's the rules, so we have to stick by it. I don't agree with it, but because as, as you know, we're we're a really good team. We use you know a lot of guys, right? We win a lot of games, or we have over the last couple of years. So we're relying on our guys. So sometimes that extra pitcher really helps to to give other guys rest. But, you know, that's what they told you. Follow their rule. These are the rules. We must abide by the rules. Finishing up with Rick Kranitz, Braves pitching coach. We saw Charlie out there throwing some live BP. You've been around this game a long time. How does he do it year after year? Wow, yeah, he's such a talented guy, right? He's so talented, and, and his arm is just so resilient as well, right? I think if you look back and some of the freak injuries he's had, not, not a lot of really arm stuff, you know, and I had him in uh, – in Philly, a lot of people don't realize that. You know, I had him, we had him for four days until four games until he he blew his hand or he blew his quad out. I think running down the bay or baseline. But you know what? He's 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 ready to go. Right? He knows how to prepare. He knows what he's doing, he, and he doesn't overdo things. He told me at FanFest, he thinks physically in his mind, and he's he's not a hyperbole guy. He thinks he can pitch till he's forty-five. Now he's not saying starting, but he said it. He thinks if he looks ahead five-plus years, he could actually get guys out in the major leagues. Well, if there's anybody that can, it's going to be Charlie, right? I mean, um, he's he had, the, the curveball, which he throws, he, how he throws, that's that's just amazing what he can do there, right, and how he can spin it, right? Just that alone <laughs> can buy him a couple years. All right, last one. Um, when we talk about what's going on, Chris Sale, he says he's healthy. He says he was able to work out like he hadn't since 2018. We think it was a great get. We say slot him in at three, and if I get 30 starts out of this guy, whoa. What was the conversation you had with him maybe after you've seen him throw a little bit or to find out personality what he is? Well, I just want to know what his routine is. I mean, we'll we'll get that together between us, you know, and find out what he needs. Um, I'd have to learn him. I'd be crazy if I came in and saying this is what you need to do and this is what I would change. I'd, you know. Um, when you heard you got him, what was your first oh, thought? Oh, no, no. I, like I, I – I said, hey, it's like a, I don't know when it was. It was right at the, the end of, after Christmas, but it was like a belated Christmas, great Christmas gift for me, man. Um, anytime you can add somebody with that pedigree and the toughness, the, you know, the determination, um, how he goes out and just, 
you know, competes like nobody else, you know, that rubs off on a lot of guys, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm really op- welcoming him with open arms, right? I'm glad he's feeling great, and, I'm, and that's the key, right? He's finally feeling good after after a lot of crazy injuries, you know, that, that just no fault. You know, it's not his fault that he got broke his hand and in a freak play and so i used to tell i got to the ballpark early and i saw guys like scherzer running in the outfield a lot i saw verlander doing a lot of work there are certain guys that present themselves that way which means to the younger guys isn't that sort of a oh okay hold on let me watch this guy this guy's been doing it chris sale was the best pitcher in baseball for a minute yeah and all of a sudden he suffers what a lot of people do the injury he doesn't want to be known as that guy the last five years to him i think he wants to do over yeah and i mean he's he's pretty motivated for sure right a lot of those great ones you talk about they do the right thing you know they don't have to be seen doing stuff right they're just going to go out and do it because they have that kind of discipline right and a lot of guys will will take shortcuts they don't i remember when doc holiday you know, back in the day, right when I was when I would be, I don't even know what team I was in, but I was watching him. I at the ball, you know, be at the ballpark at eleven o'clock, you know, just out in the bullpen looking at my stuff, and there he comes, right, and nobody else is around, right, but him. You know, Trevor Hoffman, same way. You know, and then you start, you, then you start looking at their career, or you start talking to people that have known them, and now you you can put all the pieces together, right, on why they. They they were who they were and why they were so great. There's not, a reason. Yeah, not a coincidence. Rick Cran, it's always a pleasure having you come by. Um, enjoy the uh, spring and uh, the action. I know you want to get out and kind of evaluate some of these younger guys when the game starts tomorrow. So thanks for coming by, and we'll see you when you come up north. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Rick Cran, it's Pritzian coach of the Braves with us. Good stuff there from Rick Kranitz. And if you missed any of the interviews with Nick and Chris from spring training a week ago, check them out online, 680thefan.com or the podcast park as well. Before we go, time to pay homage to this date in baseball history. Brought to you by Homage, Vintage Sports Apparel. Remember those satin starter jackets on sale now. I will have the uh, link to where you can buy yours on the thread when I uh, post the uh, podcast on social media as well. Stay tuned for that at Kevin McAlpin on Twitter. Taking you back to this date, February 26th of 1935, when Babe Ruth is granted his release from the Yankees, allowing the aging superstar to suit up for, yeah, that's right, the Braves. Now, the 39-year-old outfielder hit 659 homers and hit 349 for an average lifetime in 15 years with the Yankees, comes over to the Braves on this date in 1935. And, of course, that's where he would end his career a couple of years later. Also on this date in 1952, it was Don Newcomb posting a 56-28 and 28 record in his first three, year with the, uh, first three years with the Dodgers, would miss the next two seasons when he was sworn into the Army on this date to serve in the Korean War. Now, the 26-year-old right-hander struggles upon returning in 1954, but returns to form the following season going 20 and 5 helping the team capture the only world championship while playing as a member of the Brooklyn Dodgers on this date in 52 Don Newcomb uh, is sworn into the army to serve in the Korean War also taking you back to this date in 1989 when a California court throws out a 12 million dollar breach of contract suit brought against Wade Boggs uh, that was uh, by Margot Adams during their four-year association the former Miss Anaheim Claimed the Red Sox third baseman had promised her a salary and expenses, but on this date in 89, California court threw out the $12 million breach of contract suit brought against Wade Boggs. A couple of more for you here. It was on this date in 1992 that Red Sox owner Gene Yawkey passed away at the age of 83 after suffering a stroke. 
Now, the JRY Trust, headed by the club's CEO, John Harrington, inherits her interest in the team and would sell it to John Henry and an investment group in 2002, just 10 years later. And finally, for you here, it was on this date in 2004 at Harry Carey's Restaurant in Chicago with hundreds of onlookers, including a man covered in ivy, singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. The foul ball made famous by Steve Bartman was blown up. That's right. It was made famous a year ago in the 2003 NLCS. Uh, an Oscar winner and a diehard Cubs fan worked hard on a similar uh, effects in Jurassic Park and Back to the Future would execute the infamous ball and send it to its demise. And you could see that actually, as a matter of fact, uh, if you go to Harry Carey's restaurant, they have the imploded ball on display. You can see that if you're ever in Chicago. Highly recommend stopping by, getting something to eat. Good, good food there at Harry Carey's Restaurant. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Big thanks, as always, to you for tuning in. Also to our uh, fine followers on social media. Again, don't forget, Homage. Get that vintage satin jacket. And, uh, oh, by the way, big tip of the cap to Homage for outfitting uh, our entire coaching staff in uh, Max's spring ball team. That's right, we are the Kansas City Royals, and they hooked us up with some Bo Jackson T-shirts, breaking the bat over his knee, also some shorts as well. So big thanks to Homage for the hookup there as well. And again, big thanks to you for liking and subscribing. We got a whole bunch more Braves content coming your way as we're a little over a month from opening day, and we'll continue the countdown with you right here on another edition of the Frozen Rope Report later on this week, right here on the Braves Radio Network. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Are you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.